Hello and welcome to the Proximo podcast. This is your host, Thomas Hopkins, reporting to you from London. On today's podcast, we will be taking a look at the recent project financing of Highfield Solar's Ross Pyle and Gillianstown Solar PV projects in Ireland. Here to discuss the projects with me is Peter Kavanagh, the managing director and co-founder of Highfield Energy. Highfield Energy is an independent developer of wind, solar, and storage projects in Ireland and the US, and has an active pipeline of more than two gigawatts. It is backed by the Irish Strategic Investment Fund to develop new wind in Ireland, and Highfield Solar is the most successful solar developer in Ireland. Peter has 20 years of experience working in the renewables industry in Ireland and specializes in the development and funding of renewable energy projects. His background is in electrical engineering, and he has postgraduate qualifications in finance, law, and project management. Prior to establishing Highfield Energy, Peter was managing director of leading consultancy Wind Prospect Ireland, which provided engineering services to around 600 megawatts of wind energy projects. A recognized expert within the renewable energy industry in Ireland, he regularly contributes to policy and regulatory debates. Peter, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks to be here, Thomas. Yes, it's great to have you on. And if I can just start with a question to establish a bit of background about the financing, could you tell me a bit about the history of the projects and indeed the deal? Yes, sure. So uh, Highfield Solar were full lifecycle developers, so we originated projects. And back in 2016, when we were thinking about solar in Ireland and, and really starting to move through the gears, you know, we, we carry out market analysis and, and we look at uh, opportunities and we formed the view that there was an opportunity to put together some large solar projects in Ireland, which hadn't been done to date. Uh, so we originated the land, we you know, carried out uh, a lot of analysis on, on grid connections, yield, uh, the permitting process in Ireland to try and understand what would be feasible and where would be the optimum location for projects of this scale. Uh, these projects of scale were new to Ireland. Traditionally, at, at that point, most of the solar in Ireland would have been in the kind of five megawatt range. So bringing projects forward of, of, of this significance really was a, was a new departure. And uh, we put a lot of analysis in, uh, you know, in order to kind of move down that path. So uh, we approached the landowners, we had to explain our narrative to them, you know, and um, help kind of bring them on the journey with us to support us to what is often a long and complicated development process in Ireland. So once we had the land secured then, we carried out environmental studies and, you know, entered the permitting process. In Ireland, the grid connection process is not uh, aligned with the grid with the permitting process at that at that time. So we started the interconnection process uh, in parallel with that, and then once we had those in place, uh, the res process, the res auction was really uh, the final piece of the jigsaw for us. So we came through the res auction successfully last year, and then we brought the projects, uh, you know, to market effectively, looking for the provision of debt uh, debt facilities. Uh, and that's where this deal came about. Uh, we ran a, a bank tender process and ended up with the three funders on board and uh, brought the project successfully through project financing and they're now in construction. Thanks very much, Peter. And um, you just you mentioned the res process in your response to the last question. I mean, I, I understand that both projects form part of the renewable energy support scheme or res indeed. Um, what role did the res play in the development of the project? I think they played a very significant role. Um, so the the policy intent of the RES scheme is to promote the deployment of renewable energy in Ireland. So where there is a, a, a market gap, where we have a, a viability gap for technologies in the market, uh, the idea is that the policy you get policy intervention to try and make the market. 
Um, so solar in Ireland is relatively low yield. Uh, we wouldn't be known for having the highest solar resource. And Ireland as well is a relatively high cost environment for renewable projects. Uh, there's various reasons for this, given the, the nature of our grid, but also OPEX costs in Ireland tend to be higher than other jurisdictions. And that's a frequent comment uh, you know, we, we hear from uh, other market participants entering the Irish market. Um, so res was really needed in order to make the market. Uh, we have a lot of corporate procurement, uh, you know, a lot of interest in corporate procurement in Ireland, but so far, uh, very limited deals. The government has some, you know, ambitious targets in this area, targeting 15% of uh, electricity supply to be corporate renewables by 2030. Uh, but to date, only some wind farms have managed to kind of hit the price points needed. Uh, I don't think solar would have been able to, to make it work without RES. Uh, the viability gap is there. So RES intervened and ran an auction uh, in order to support these projects. So that was very welcome. Um, and we were delighted to come through the auction. We were the largest winners of capacity in the first RES auction, the largest winner of solar capacity in the first RES auction. And that really allowed these projects to move ahead in the manner that they did. Uh, you know, and hopefully we'll have both projects online by the end of 2022. Thanks, Peter. Am I, am I right in saying that uh, as part of the RES scheme, there is sort of some benefit to kind of local communities where the projects are based? Yes, absolutely, uh, Thomas. The, the, the Irish government is, uh, you know, we, we have a significant push to decarbonize our, our entire economy over here. And the electricity system is really the great neighbor in that regard. So getting renewable projects of scale onto the system is really a key priority. And if we don't achieve our uh, electricity subsector targets, we certainly won't achieve our wider carbon ambitions. And really key to all that is community acceptance, both in terms of wind and solar, uh, and indeed transmission infrastructure. So part that there are various different uh, there are various different initiatives to try and improve uh, you know the acceptance of communities, um, and one of these is within the Red Scheme is the Community Benefit Scheme, which is a two euros per megawatt hour payment to the local community for every megawatt hour qualifying under RES. So in effect, what that means is each of our solar projects will be making payments to the local communities around 200,000 euros per annum while they're in the support scheme. So for the local areas in, in counties Wexford and Meath, uh, they will be significant beneficiaries of this. Uh, you know, so this is a very significant amount of money uh, you know, for the next 15 years in, in both these locations. And, and that money will be handed out and administered you know, fully in accordance with the guidelines laid down uh, by the RES scheme. So there are rules set in place as to what schemes, what local initiatives will qualify for support. They have to be consistent with policy objectives, government policy objectives in, in different things. It all obviously has to be transparent and above board and meet all you know, financial regulatory requirements, etc. cetera. Uh, but it's very much the intent is that it is a local group of people representing the local community will determine uh, you know, who are to, to be recipients of, of this funding. But it's a very significant, uh, you know, uh, very significant uh, investment in the local areas and really is one of the key planks in trying to um, encourage renewable deployment within uh, within different communities. Thanks Peter and how significant would you say this transaction is for the Irish solar market? I think it's quite significant it's, it's the first large-scale financing uh, announced in the Irish market um, these were really flagship projects in, in the RES1 and the Irish renewables market has been quite successful. You know, we achieved our 2020 40% Res E uh, target. Uh, we have a 70% Res E 2030 target. And, you know, indeed, the intent is to perhaps even overshoot that as part of our wider climate ambitions. 
And um, so it was really important that solar came through Res One and was able to deliver and, and deliver at scale and, and demonstrate that solar has a role to play in the Irish energy mix. Uh, wind in Ireland has been tremendously successful. You know, it, it, it's been very, very good for the Irish economy and, and very good for the Irish energy system. But there are parts of the energy system that wind can't reach. Uh, we obviously there are times when the wind doesn't blow and there's uh, times when uh, the wind is correlated with lower demand, particularly at nighttime. So solar helps plug those gaps and can target uh, those parts of the energy system that, that wind won't reach. And to be able to bring these projects forward uh, with, at this scale and, and to deliver them on time, I think is a, is a really significant achievement. And really, I, I think will send the signal to policymakers in Ireland that solar can deliver. You know, projects can be brought forward and put, put together by professional teams uh, and deliver renewable energy at scale. And I think solar has a, has a larger role to play perhaps in the Irish decarbonisation story than people realise. Uh, wind is fantastic, it, it's a great technology, it's very cost effective in Ireland, but there are diminishing returns as we, as, you know, as we continue to install more and more wind on top of wind. We're reaching limits in terms of network penetration, we're reaching limits in terms, in terms of constraint and curtailment. Uh, you know, and solar can help alleviate some of those. So the least cost renewable mix for Ireland, you know, is not all wind. It is a blend of solar and wind. And I think these projects demonstrate that solar can deliver in the time frame needed. Um, I'd also point out that there is one uh, price discovery uh, was was quite interesting. So it was always felt that Ireland would be too expensive. Uh, solar would be too expensive in Ireland due to its its, its low low yields. Uh, but the Res One uh, outturn out prices, you know, demonstrated that solar was indeed quite competitive. It, it was about ten percent lower in nominal terms than uh, than the older refit schemes for wind, uh, which was was quite significant. And also, uh, the Res prices are on index, so further saving there. So I, I think. Res1 and these projects demonstrated that solar can be competitive in the Irish energy mix and it has a role to play and it's all about delivery. So uh, I think it's a very good news day for, for solar in Ireland. Well, that's very good to hear. And uh, just thinking about the process of putting this financing together, were there any challenges during the process of securing the financing? And if so, how, how were these overcome? Yes, well, I think anybody who's been through a significant project finance, uh, Thomas, will agree there's, there's always challenges in, in, in getting across the line. Um, there's various challenges. I think the lenders and their advisors come and, uh, you know, they, they cast a cold eye on their projects and, and they're there to carry out extensive due diligence on all aspects of the project. And that's right and proper. And we as project promoters, you know, uh, we understand that they need to do this. And, you know, uh, we pride ourselves in having our projects well put together and ready for financing. If there's a failure, I think, in, in the renewables uh, world, uh, traditionally it would have been bringing projects forward, perhaps when they weren't fully assembled. Uh, so we did a lot of work to get these projects uh, you know, really shovel ready uh, and indeed had started construction before the financing began. Uh, so there's plenty of challenges, complexities in the market. Uh, we've a new market structure in Ireland. These were the first solar projects. So uh, the red support scheme was new. So we needed a lot of bespoke work on the PPA side. There was also kind of uh, permitting, uh, compliance with permitting and just the general delivery and, and traditional project risks such as project delivery, grid delivery and things like that. And then also, of course, uh, solar is a commoditized world, and we've seen a spike in module price and steel price in the recent months, which obviously put the models under stress. So we deal with all these issues, uh, you know, I, I think in a fairly constructive manner. Uh, the lenders were pretty clear what they what they needed to do, and you know, we put communication there. And I'd like to think we worked 
you know, on a pretty collaborative basis to, you know, uh, attack the problem jointly and, and come up with solutions to make it work. Because uh, these projects are complex, they're multifaceted, they're dynamic, uh, you know, things evolve over time. Uh, there's been some, uh, you know, market changes in, in the Irish system recently, uh, you know, which we've had to deal with and handle. Uh, but I think knowledgeable lenders, uh, you know, and projects that are well put together, you know, can overcome if, you know, if they engage in the right manner. And I'm pleased to report that that's what happened here. And, you know, we were pleased to get them over the line. Yeah, of course. No, thank you. And uh, do you think that this deal will act as a template for future such deals in the Irish solar market? Yes, I think it can. I think for promoters, it, it all really comes back to what are you optimizing for. Uh, for us, we were keen to um, we were keen to try and increase the leverage as, as, as much as possible. Uh, so we were optimizing around obviously cost of funding, debt levels, uh, you know, cover ratios, etc. Uh, different different promoters may have slightly different uh, slightly different focus, but I think the template for project finance is well established in Ireland. You know, we, we've successfully financed a lot of wind in Ireland, so I, I think lenders are comfortable with the market. Uh, you know, it's obviously euro denominated. It's very stable from a uh, from a political. Uh, point of view. So I think it's an attractive market for capital deployment. Uh, you know, as a non-core market, margins are probably a little bit higher uh, than would be elsewhere. But, uh, you know, I think projects like this of scale certainly help attract attention. Um, and I think it can indicate that once we see lenders uh, such as those we've used here, you know, deploying significant capital for solar in Ireland, it proves it can be done and it proves there's, there's interest there and there's capital available. And I, I think it will certainly help uh, other solar developers as well replicate that because, you know, learnings spread through the market through the different advisory firms uh, engaged. And, you know, once projects, once other developers see the projects can get there, you know, I think they'll know there is a way. Um, you know, so I, I think it will lead, uh, you know, to uh, lead to uh, future deals in the Irish market. There's, there's a lot of solar to finance and a lot more solar, uh, you know, to come through in Res 2. So um, I think it can be a useful template, you know, but obviously it needs to be optimised on every project specific basis. Thanks, Peter. And just one final question, uh, just looking a bit to the future on this. Is Highfield Energy looking to develop further projects in the Irish solar sector in the near future? Yes, absolutely. We're quite bullish on, on, on solar in Ireland, as I alluded to uh, previously. Um, so the Race 2 auction was due to take place uh, this year in 2021. Unfortunately, it's been delayed uh, for a community investment piece. So we now anticipate it'll take place next year. Uh, Highfield Solar has approximately uh, 350 megawatts of, of solar fully assembled. That's, uh, you know, with our land positions fully permitted and with uh, grid connections secured. Uh, so th those are auction ready. Uh, and uh, we'll be participating in those in, in RES2 next year when it occurs. Uh, we also have a future pipeline uh, behind that. So we're quite bullish on solar. Um, you know, I think it's about bringing the right product to market at the right time. Uh, large solar has uh, cost advantages over smaller solar. So, uh, you know, it can achieve a lower price point, but gives it an inherent advantage. It, it's not without its challenges, of course, and there are plenty of challenges in the Irish system. but. Yes, we're, we're bullish on solar. We have, uh, you know, we have further projects and indeed we're continuing to develop in the Irish market. Thanks so much, Peter. I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. But Peter, thank you so much for taking the time to discuss these projects today. It really has been very interesting. As all, Thomas, it's been a pleasure. Yes, and thank you to everyone for listening. And be sure to join us again next week for more of your latest project finance, energy and infrastructure news and analysis from Proximo. <laughs>